This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. You probably know the deal already. My name's John Leary and I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and each week a different pair of guests try to give me the correct answers. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival is in full swing. So joining me today are two comedians who've both been on the podcast before, just not with each other. One of them has a show which promises to be a bit of fun, and the other has chosen to name their show Supposedly. Welcome to the show, Kirsty Wiebeck and Cal Wilson. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you both for joining me again. Oh, what a, isn't it a thrill to, to do a gig over Zoom again, Wiebeck? Absolutely. It's been so long since we've awkwardly sat in our spare rooms, and I'm loving <laughs> that you've brought the genre back. Yeah, <laughs> bringing so back I. memories of uh, of of lockdowns. Oh, um, and Cal and I were two of the biggest fans of a Zoom gig. So yeah, yeah. So this genuinely, we're both thrilled to be zooming in from our homes. It's so much nicer, isn't it? You don't have to leave your house. No, you're just I'm, you know, comfy. I'm, I'm sitting how I want. I've got my foot in a drawer. Like I'm so <laughs> yeah. excited just to be able to yeah. all hang out. I've got a free yeah. car space here. I didn't have to battle any traffic <laughs> to get here. It's perfect. Exactly. Oh, I'm glad you appreciate it because I, I, I like it. It's my, it's my preferred way of making a podcast. Well, what we're trying to say is we'd like to come on each week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure, we can do that. Uh, tell me, how is the festival going for you both? It's going great. It feels yeah? like a return to form for the festival. Brilliant. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it feels like, you know, and people are out in town and, like, restaurants are full and it just, yeah, it feels really great. Yeah, super. I agree. You're having a good, good time, Kirsty? Yeah. I am. I am. I'm having a lovely festival. I Look, there's still ten shows left, so I don't want to jinx myself, but I think I'm having my best festival ever, which wow. is That's lovely great. to come out of. That's really nice. You know, of uh, uh, lockdowns and stuff. I know we had the festival last year, but it was a little bit more subdued. Or yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, definitely. So to be back in full flight this year, and yeah, just lovely audiences. Everyone's up for having a laugh, and yeah, I'm having a lovely time. Really good. That's nice. And what? Uh, tell me about the titles of your show, Kirsty. Yours is called A Bit of Fun. Yeah, mine's called A Bit of Fun, and I named my show before I wrote it, and I accidentally <laughs> made it super super fun. So, <laughs> oh, so it's a bit more than a bit of fun. Yeah, so I've it's like, quite I, a bit of fun. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a lot of fun. So I've I've under promised and over delivered, 
And well, good. audiences are loving that because I think they're leaving going, do you know what? We actually got a lot more fun for our money <laughs> than we realised. <laughs> you haven't had any people going, it's too much, Kirsty. Like, too too, much. That's too like, much fun. Do, I tell you what, Cal, I think quite a few punters have been on the cusp of that. They've been like, they've been like, she's packed it in. We're not coping, um, but we also know she could have jacked the ticket price up. So we'll just quit while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And what about you, Cal? Supposedly, yes. Yeah, so it's it's a show about all the little uh, irrational irritations that you know drive you bonkers. Excellent. And it's called supposedly because my husband said supposedly for eighteen years before he finally admitted that he'd been mispronouncing supposedly. And so that's where the show kicks off. And oh, wow. then, yeah, and then I just get people to tell me uh, what their irrational irritations are. And people are so niche in what annoys them. It's oh, just yeah. glorious. My favourite one so far is a woman who said, I hate mushrooms because they're so smug. <laughs> smug? And then I was like, could wow. you explain that anymore? And she was like, oh, they're little hats. <laughs> so just <laughs> like I love it. I love it. Smug. What smug mushrooms are smug. Okay. I've never thought sure. of it before, but now I will not be able to not think it when I yeah. see mushroom. That's incredible. Wow. I love that. I've got a, a little irritation, which is when you know when you're eating like corn chips and you're eating, you know, having them with hummus or dip or or mm. something like that. So sometimes you want to eat just a corn chip without any dip on it. Yep. And I understand that, but it's the people that use. A full corn chip, like a, not a broken one, and just eat it by itself. Like you need the full ones to yeah. get the maximum dip situation. Oh, wow. So if you're going to eat a corn chip by itself, choose a broken one. Yeah, that you can't possibly put in the dip. Exactly. What I love about this is that there have been many dip-related aggravations. So wow. There's, there's, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one before, but the other one is double dipping. So people that put their bitten food back in or yeah. um, when your chip snaps off in the dip. Oh, yes. Oh. And then you have to use another chip to rescue that chip and then the oh, ratio is all out. Oh. There's wow. Rule, I didn't know there were rules around that. But I, I have a very firm rule about the full chip is only for dip. <laughs> I'm very low-key and relaxed around dip. It's <laughs> one of the qualities I admire the most in you, Kirsty. <laughs> I've got plenty of other grievances, but I'm at my most chill when I'm around a dip, I think. Yeah. There's no dip stress. No dip stress with Weebeck. You can have no, snacks. Good. Nothing's going to happen. Good. No dip stress. So I neglected, I think, Kirsty Weebeck, to ask you, last time you were on the show, if you have a favourite piece of trivia. Do you oh. have a favourite piece of trivia? Or maybe I asked you and you you were like, oh, freaked out and, and couldn't think of one. No, I don't think I would. I don't, that doesn't sound like me. I'm very chill around dip and trivia, but. <laughs> <laughs> dip and trivia is a great themed night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Coming to a pub near you. <laughs> but it's one of those, it's one of those things, Johnny, when where you're put on the spot and suddenly you can't think of a single piece of trivia, even though I actually love throwing trivia around with gay abandon ordinarily. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to pass on this occasion unless you've got half an hour to stare at me down the Zoom <laughs> well, camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not moving on until you come up with a piece of trivia. No, we, we can move on. Cal, what about you? Oh, Do you I'm remember not- what you talked about last time you were on the show? I can't remember what piece of trivia I gave you. I can give you a new bit of trivia. See if you oh. come up with the same one. That's going to be okay. fun. Okay. Cow's um, showing off. Cats can be pregnant uh, to more than one father at the same time. <gasps> really? Yes. 
Wow. I've said that confidently. I hope I've remembered it correctly. Well, it, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. I'll, I'll work that out and tell the listeners at the end of the podcast. Yeah, but, but that stunning. is fascinating. Stunning. Wow, so <laughs> they can just can put it out there, put, get around and, you know. Yeah, but then I don't think, like I don't think um, female cats probably enjoy sex very much because the male cat. Not the sounds that they make. No, well, the male judging. cat has a barb on its penis. Oh, that's right. So when he withdraws, it stimulates uh. the whatever that needs to happen inside the the cat ute. Oh, that's what it's for. Oh. It's not I thought it was like a you're not going anywhere kind of Oh, like a kind of like a doorstop <laughs> to stop them coming apart. Yeah, to stop the lady cat from escaping. I've I've that's... never used the term lady cat. I just want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> and cat I wish lady, Johnny hadn't that. either. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move right along to the actual questions. But that is fascinating. I wonder if any other animals can uh, can do that or it's just cats. I don't know, I think maybe dogs can, I'm not sure. Um, what, what it sounded like you were going to say then, Johnny, was I wonder if there are any other animals that would like to call in and tell us if they <laughs> have a barbed penis and can be pregnant to more than one. Well, it's funny. <laughs> we, we had um, Paul McDermott and Glenn Morehouse on the show last week and one of them, I think it was Glenn, told me that, Echidnas, echidna penises have four heads. Oh, you mean like you can swap attachments like a vacuum cleaner? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. And I I did my research and uh, you you don't want to do an image search of echidna penises. They are frightening. Yeah, right. I know what I'm going to do as soon as we get off this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm going to cut this short. I'm going to log off right now so I can go and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's jump into the questions. Here we go. Question number 1. Is a mandolin a stringed wind or percussion instrument? Captain Corelli would like you to know that it is a stringed instrument and also a kitchen implement that you can cut yourself quite badly on. Oh, yes. cow, don't do that. That's, that's Both one of things my, are true. One of my lockdown trauma <laughs> stories was, was, <gasps> was, was that's right. Elle cutting herself, my partner cut herself on a mandolin when we were in heavy-duty lockdown and I am so squeamish that I couldn't help her. And people were only allowed to leave the house for a handful of reasons, including to offer care. And we had to get our mate who lives up the road and is an ED nurse. We had to get her down to our apartment to help Elle. And when she arrived, I was rolling around on the couch going, oh, oh. And she came to offer me assistance (laughs) before Elle. Wow. Yeah, man, they're dangerous, aren't they? Yeah, we're awful. Oh, yucko. Yeah, I've got that weird. I've got that weird, tingly sensation of like, oh, let's not get into injury stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, let's not. But yes, you are correct. A mandolin is a stringed instrument. And yes, have you read Captain Corelli's mandolin? Yes, I have years ago, and yeah. I really, I really loved it until the last page, and then I hated it. Oh, why? What happens in the last page? Spoiler, I can't spoiler alert! Um, oh, sure. So there's this romance that happens, and then. Uh, the two protagonists think the other one is dead and they're, they're apart for years and years and years and then they, like, run into each other at a fountain or something. And I was just oh, so furious nice. that the author had chosen to end this love story in a horrible way. Like, he deliberately did that to his characters that these two people that should have been together 
didn't end up together. Like I was just like, oh, and, and it really also it felt yeah. a little bit like he got to the end of the book and gone, I'm tired now. I'm just going to wrap the last 40 just years up wrap in it a up paragraph. All <laughs> uh, right. Very well done. Talking about novels, question number two, which novel begins it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, and there's a bonus point for filling in the gaps in what follows, which is it was the age of something, it was the age of something. Uh, the- so do you know this book? <sighs> I feel like I've, I'm going, it's either F. Scott Fitzgerald or Charles Dickens, and I can't I, remember or, which Do one. you know way back? I was, I was going Charles Dickens, and I, but I can't remember the title of the book. Um, is it the Tale of Two Cities? It Ready is Pick- The Tale yes. of Two Cities. Yes. yes. You're right. Charles Dickens, Tale of Two Cities, historical novel published in 1859, set in what are the two cities? Do you know? London. London is one of them. Oh, it's always London with yep. Dickens. And? Perth. Perth. <laughs> Not Perth. But you've got so, the first right, so yeah, the right first letter. Uh, Paris. Paris is the is yes. correct. I was going to say that. I was just trying to be the funny. The Perth of France. <laughs> it is the Perth of France. <laughs> Does that mean that Perth is the Paris of Australia? Yes, I'm absolutely. Not, I'm not, absolutely. not so sure. Well, Johnny, have you, so, so. you clearly have never been there. I have yeah. been to Perth many times. <laughs> Haven't you noticed how Frenchy it is? <laughs> uh, Indeed. So, do you know the next bit in that line? Say it, say it again with the. the it gaps. was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of innocence something. and the age oh. of experience. You've got you're kind of on the right path ish. Like there, as it is the same. Like it was the best of times. It was the it's worst, worst of, times. of times. There are two word. The two words that follow are the same word. No, they're like the flip of opposites. Oh, you know, yeah. they're opposites. Oh, the, so age. It was the age of reason. Oh, you, that's the right idea. Another another word for reason. The age of big brain energy. <laughs> yeah. These are B- all correct. BBE. The the age of it starts knowledge. with W. Wisdom. Wisdom is correct. Ah, so what would be it. an antonym Ignorance? of wisdom? Ignorance. Oh, yeah, that is also good. We we should write to Charles and say. Try ignorance. Put ignorance in there. Right. Get your get your Ouija board out. We'll we'll contact. <laughs> but no, it's um, it's this one starts with F. Fuck all. <laughs> it was the, the age of wisdom. Foolishness. The age of fuck all. Not 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 fuck all. Not Fear? foolishness. Foolishness. Did you say that earlier, Weebeck? Yeah. Very well done. You, you've nailed that one. You nailed it. We just kept on talking rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I, well done. I, was, I was rooting for fuck all the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know, it's also got a very famous final line in the novel. Do you know what that is? See you later, suckers. <laughs> it kind of is. Kind of in a, in a roundabout way. That is sort of what he's saying. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two women... Holding hands as their car drives off a cliff. It's, it's like a. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying there's a gif it's, on the you, last page? <laughs> th- there would be. This would be a gif, I reckon. If if books had gifs, that's what this would be. Let me tell you. Okay. The final line is, 
and you'll know it. When, I think when I, when I start it, it's a far far better thing I do than I have ever done. It's a far far better rest I go to than I have ever known. Yeah, I know, you know it so one? well. <laughs> no, I know, no. <laughs> okay, maybe like a, maybe not such a famous final line. A JFK quote: "Well, it's a far better thing to sacrifice your life for the country uh, or something." That's, yeah, that's where I ask gone. not. Oh what yes, your that's country the one. can do for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say to Elle every night just as we're about to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Question number three. The lost ship of Antarctic explorer Ernest Shackleton is named, and this is a a multiple choice. Do you need the multiple choices? Yes. yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So Shackleton's Antarctic explorer ship, is it A, Endurance, B, Endeavour, C, excursion, or D, enterprise? Endeavour. Um, endurance. Oh. It is endurance, Cal. You I'm are incorrect, Kirsty. Cal, you nerd. I'm obsessed with Antarctica. I'm, are you? Yes. There's wow. A great story, and I, this is this is how um, accurate my knowledge is. It was either Mawson or Shackleton, but I think it was Shackleton, okay. wrote, wrote a book about being stuck on the ice because the the ship got stuck in the ice and they trekked across Antarctica to try and meet up with some other people. Okay. And it was down to three of them and what he did was they were all like starving and exhausted and he let his two companions sleep for five minutes and then he woke them up and told them they'd been asleep for half an hour and that gave them enough energy to keep going. How fun it power napped. Yeah, but I just love the idea of – like that your brain says, oh, yeah, we've rested enough to keep going, even though it was only a yeah. few minutes. Do you know, wow. do you know that what they say. What a dirty say, dog, though. No, nah, it's, it's a clever trick because they say that if you're, if you're really fatigued, like just say you've got something to do today and you only had four hours sleep last night, you can simply tell yourself that you had enough sleep and that you're fine and you'll snap out of it and it genuinely works. Like I read a study on it a few years back and I was like, whatever. Wow. And then if, if you just say to yourself, no, I'm, look, I'm fine, I'm well rested, I had a good sleep last night, you'll just get through your day and you won't, you won't feel sluggish and awful. And, and that's all you have to do. You just wow. trick your brain like that. So he's just done yeah, that right. externally for them. Yeah. He's, he's, done, yeah. he's done a sleep placebo. That's what it's he's funny. done. It's yes. funny, though, because that, that doesn't really work when I tell my partner that she's had plenty of sleep. She's had heaps <laughs> of sleep. When you're like, a little kid, like, you can understand why sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Like, you understand yeah. that fully. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. I don't think you could do it day in, day out to a new parent. You've had loads of sleep. You're fine. Yes, lighting me. Chill out. What are you so mad about? What? You're at home all day. What have you got to do? Uh, very well done. Yes, Endurance was the name of Shackleton's ship. It was originally called uh, Polaris, the ship, but after Shackleton purchased the ship, she was rechristened Endurance after the Shackleton family motto. Do you guys have a family motto? Um, mine is, where are my car keys? <laughs> uh, his, I don't know what that is in Latin, but his was fortitude, fortitudine, fortitudine, or something like that, vincimus, which means by endurance we conquer. So it was named wow. Endurance. And it was found, did you know this, last year. Really? The wreck of the Endurance was discovered on the 5th of March, 2022, nearly 107 years after she sank. Wow. 
by the search team Endurance 22. Yeah. Amazing. Good on them. Yeah. Good on them. A far more robust family motto than yours also, Cal. And mine is, has the cat been fed or is she tricking me? <laughs> That's a good one. They're good family mottos. I like them. You should definitely get that put into Latin and put on yeah. the press. <laughs> okay, question number four. Sticking with animals, the Grand National held this weekend is an annual horse race at Aintree Racecourse. Which major English city is Aintree near? Any ideas? Manchester. Not Manchester. The other one. Leeds. Oh, no. The other other one. Liverpool is the right answer. Is it? Newcastle's another, another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Liverpool. Liverpool. Have either of you been to Liverpool? Yeah. No. Have either of you been to the Grand National? No. No. I've been to Liverpool, which is close enough for me, in my opinion. Yes. (laughs) What, What happened in Liverpool for you? I just went and hung out. I My ex is from Leeds. And so okay. we used to spend a lot of time in the north of England uh, visiting their family. And they went to university in Liverpool. So uh-huh. we trotted over there to, uh, you know, go to all the regular haunts during yeah. uh, a trip over there just to see where they went to uni and whatever. A bit of a sort of getting to know you kind of vibe, you know. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Lovely. I love Liverpool. Yeah. I love England. Yeah. yeah. I um, met a German guy who'd gone to university in Liverpool and so he'd learnt English with a Liverpudlian accent. Amazing. Funny. It was so disconcerting because we'd be chatting and I would think he was a native English speaker because he had an English accent and then I'd say something to him and be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> i go, oh, that's right, you're German. Yeah. You're actually German. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. That's funny. All right, question number five. Who directed Air, a film about a then-rookie Michael Jordan signing with Nike's basketball division? Do you know this film? I do yeah, know the film. For it. It's just come out at the cinema. It's got, it's got a bit of Ben Affleck in it, hasn't it? Is it Ben it Affleck does, and Matt Damon in it? it you're actually, yes, you, you're correct. They're, they're both in it. Did and one, one of them, of them directed, directed it. it. Would, had, ben Affleck. Well, yeah, it's Ben Affleck directed it. I'm glad you came in there because my mouth got stuck in like a loop of hey, get a bat, bat, bat. <laughs> a bit of bat. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I did hear you beatboxing in the background, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate, you know, for '80s sort of basketball movie. I really took us back. Yeah, <laughs> you set the scene for me, which gave me the creative freedom to yeah. come up with Ben Affleck. We are, yeah. we are a good team. <laughs> There you go. I've got nothing, nothing more for that. Have you got anything for Ben, Aff- ben Affleck or he, Nike? He's got or a terrible Air? tattoo on his back, Ben Affleck. Oh, does he? What's his terrible tattoo? Oh, you just need to look up Ben Affleck's terrible tattoo, and it will show. It's like a phoenix or something, but it covers his whole back. But it looks like he's been really kind and given an apprentice tattooer the job. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to put that on my list after echidna yeah. penises. Oh, my Lord, you're it's correct. Very, I mean, like J-Lo, when they got together for the second time, she must be like, oh, well, that's new. Like, you know, oh, never, turn, never turn your back on as me well. again. Huge. Like, it's his full back. Like, it's, it's like you uh, look at the photo and go, oh, but that's a gag, obviously. That's like an April Fool's. <laughs> Joke, but no, it's a 
big mediocre phoenix. Big mediocre phoenix. You're like he he got that done at a live podcast. <laughs> he lost a bet, and they tattooed him on stage in front of all the podcast yep, fans. Yep, that's exactly what happened at midnight at the festival club <laughs> <laughs> with like five different tattooists. Like everyone's taking a corner. Yeah, everyone's having a go. <laughs> oh dear, how tragic for him. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Kirsty Wiebeck and Cal Wilson. We're up to question number six. Which we've American... Done, we've done well. I'm just interrupting you, Johnny. Oh, we've yeah, done yeah, pretty yeah. well. You to have get done to, very well. To get to question six. Like, I feel like there's a lot of tangential chat that's been happening. <laughs> yeah. We, we always do end up getting to question six and seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. But, you know, you're right. It, there has been a lot of tangential yeah. chat. We've covered a lot but of terrain. Yes, you're doing very well. <laughs> All right, question number six. Which American politician and activist is known also by her initials AOC? Oh, my God. I only know her by AOC. Can you remember, Kirsty? Is it like Alexandra? Alexandra. Alexandria. Uh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Oh, no. Ortega. Ortega is Jenna Ortega's last name. That's who I'm thinking of. And is it maybe Cortez at the end? Cortez is the C, you're right. Yes. And the O. Alexandria. Oh, Fortuna. It's you know I'm just looking at it now and realizing that apart from the O, the rest of the word is made up of a keyboard manufacturer. You know your classic. Uh, I, I'd say that um, Casio, oh, Yamaha, Casio. Yeah. So Ocasio, Ocasio or Ocasio, Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. So it's O C A S I O. Ocasio. Ocasio Cortez. Excellent work there, Weebeck. Oh, look. Yeah, very well done. You nearly had it with Yamaha. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to go with Steinway next. <laughs> oh, Steinway. Going all around the world with those ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, she has served as the US representative for New York's 14th Congressional District since 2019 taking office at age 29, which made her the youngest woman ever to serve in the United States Congress. And made everybody else reflect on their own lives and how little they've achieved. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a big fan. Big fan. All right. Question number seven. True or false, seahorses are fish? Wow. I feel that's something you have to ask a seahorse. Like what, yeah. what the, how the seahorse chooses to identify yeah. is what we should go with. It's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, afraid it is. Right now it is. It has to be. It's not a quiz. mammal. I want it to be a mammal because it's got a little horse's head. 
Yes, yeah. and the, you're and correct. The, they're not mammals. The babies go in the male's pouch. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that they're stay-at-home dads. The, <laughs> stay-at-home dads. Yeah, the dads carry Sorry, the stay-at kelp dads. <laughs> stay at reef. Stay at reef. Yeah. dads. Maybe? Stay um, at reef. What do you reckon, Kirsty Weebick? Um, fish, not fish. I reckon fish. Yeah, it's fish. What else are they going to be? I don't. I can't make up another genre. <laughs> No, a seahorse is any of the 46 species of small marine fish in the genus Hippocampus. Hey. There you go. Yeah. And Hippocampus comes from the ancient Greek. For, oh, my God, that horse is swimming underwater. Look, pretty much. Hippo, hippos, which is horse, and yes. campos, meaning sea monster or sea oh, wow. animal. Don't yeah. we have don't we have like a hippocampus in our brain or something? Exactly right, Cal Wilson. We sure do have a hippocampus in our brain. And it's called the hippocampus because it resembles a seahorse. This has blown yes. my seahorse mind. Yeah. yeah. This has blown my so hippocampus. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. Your hippocampus is that um that kind of yeah, yeah. that's the best way to describe it, is yeah. that it is seahorse shaped in my, your brain. Mine is a seahorse. <laughs> You've got an actual <laughs> seahorse in your yeah, It's an actual seahorse. You're so good at swimming. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, I mean, it can be painful on the days that the <laughs> seahorse is at its most active, but generally we're getting along famously. <laughs> when, you, when you drink a glass good. of water, it tries to force its way out of your nose to get in the water. <laughs> uh, and you're right, the, the males uh, carry the... The eggs, like so, they've got a very intricate mating situation. The uh, the seahorses they hang out together for hours and days and and do that, little that dances together. Nice. And like getting to know each other, having a few they dates. They do. They they get to know each other, hang out before they actually you know do the deed. And yes, when, part of doing the deed is that the female will lay her. Eggs pretty much inside the male. Wow, that seems um, bold, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> presumptuous. Like, yeah. see, see, human men. Like, what's preventing you from allowing your partner to lay their eggs in you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. As you lie there with your legs tangled in <laughs> each other. Evolution, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, question number eight. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II is on the current Australian $5 note. Which building is featured on the other side? I don't know. I've got no idea. You don't the, know what's on the on the reverse of the $5 note? The War note? Memorial. No, not the War Memorial. The, um, You're in the house. right city, though. Oh, I'm in Canberra. Woo. Huh. Yeah. Special shout-out to don't my – it's a, oh, it's Parliament House. It's Parliament House, of course the it new is. New Parliament House, the one that looks like a potato masher on the top. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. How dare you denigrate our uh, Capitol building? No, I just think it looks like God's tried to get like politicians with a potato masher. <laughs> yes. And Cal oh, wasn't denigrating funny. the building because she's very fond of potato mashers. Oh, well, yeah, maybe that's true. But they're yeah, her favourite utensil. <laughs> Celebrating the Parliament House by mashing potatoes. 
Maybe can we tie in Peter Dutton there somehow? Maybe. Well, that's who God was trying to get. Just right. like stamping the potato <laughs> matter down everywhere. He's nimble. God is nimble. Nimble's not the word that I would associate <laughs> with him. But anyway, moving right along. Question number nine in mathematics. Is a quotient the result of multiplication or division? How's division. Division. Oh, look at you. Look at us, united in division. Yeah. (laughs) United (laughs) in division. It's fantastic. United we stand, division we fall. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what the other bits are called? So what? Each of the elements are is called. Is there a in, remainder or is that multiplication? There can be a remainder. No, you're right. So um, there's the dividend. So, for example, when you divide, let's say you want to divide 20 by 3, so the dividend is 20, the divisor or divisor is 3, the quotient is, do you know the answer? That, if you divide that, 20 that, by 3. Uh, 20 by 3, yuck. 9 and... No, it's (laughs) 6. It is 6. 6 is the quotient with a remainder of... Like... Uh, 3. It's got 3 left over, doesn't it? No, 2. 2 left over. over. I'm so tired. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sorry, Johnny, I nodded off. (laughs) Yeah. I know. So so probably some of my listeners. I'm still trying to figure out why I said 9. Three nines, they're 27. Well, just, I mean. Just showing off my other knowledge. Yeah, from good. An, from an outsider's perspective, it looked like you were slipping in and out of consciousness at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm we glad I brought you back. Oh, so, yes. Talk about English instead of maths. Oh. <laughs> let's, well, let's talk about another language altogether. Great. Question number 10. The final question, here we go. Which river is considered the cradle of Chinese civilization. Yangtze? Yangtze. It's not the Yangtze. Uh, Everyone's going to go with the Yangtze. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say Yangtze (laughs) is not the one we're looking for. (laughs) Correct. Thanks for ruling that one out, Cal. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the Danube. Um, this is the sixth longest river in the world. The Yangtze is the third longest river mm. in the world, uh, longest in, in China, obviously. Oh, I only know the top five, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you probably do. I wonder if you do know the top five. Oh, no, Longest rivers. I reckon I wa- you can. I wasn't trying to inspire Murray? you. No, I, I, I'm going to ask you that question. Yara. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, just a, it's a list of the only rivers we know, Maribyrnong. Yeah. <laughs> Pororoit Creek, that's pretty long. Takes me an hour to walk that one. <laughs> no, you, you took the Nile. five longest the Nile. rivers. The Nile, very good. The Nile's yep. in there, the Yangtze's Is number the three. Is the Danube in there or the Rhine? No, no, no European ah, river. Ah, fancy. Oh, um, a lot of African action. Nile, maybe? the Nile, the Nile's the yep. African one. There's yes, uh, South American oh. Amazon. The Amazon. There you go. There you go. Then it's the Yangtze, and then you've got a North American one. Oh, it's not the Mississippi. It is the Mississippi. That's what wow. I meant. And yeah. then yeah. The, yeah. the fifth one, I'm not familiar with. It says that it's the Yenisei. Y e n i s e i. I have not even heard of that one. 
Where is that? Let's have a look. Oh, well, that it's tricky. This is a trick one. Oh, no, it's the world's fifth longest river system and the Arctic Ocean's largest. Oh. oh. So it's in the so Arctic. It's a river it's a, in an ocean. Way, well, it's a river that that kind of goes up that way, sort of through Russia. There we go. Oh, and see. then we're after the next longest river, which is the... <sighs> Known as the cradle of Chinese civilization, because it was it was in the area where I guess the the nation of China started. Is it going to be an answer that when you tell us, we're like, oh, of course it's that? Or well, I'm not sure. It, let me give you a clue. In English, it is we use the name of the color of the river, the yellow. You a hundred percent right. The Yellow the, River. I don't. The know, Yellow I don't, River. I don't know what that is in Chinese. It is Huanghe. Huanghe. There you yeah, go. Yeah, see, a little tricky, but yeah, we we know it as the the Yellow River, and it's sometimes poetically called the Muddy Flow. Oh, is um, that poetic? Oh <laughs> my! Yeah. and there's a. There's a um a Chinese idiom which is when the yellow river flows clear, which is kind of like, you know, pigs might fly. Right, you or, can say that about when, the Yarra. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> when the Yarra f- flows clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Something terrible has happened. <laughs> yeah. When, when the Yarra yeah. when the Yarra rids itself of shopping trolleys and lime scooters. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll never. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so, yes, the Yellow River is uh, known as, is considered as the cradle of Chinese civilization. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for, for doing the quiz. Pleasure. I've learned We've lots. learned so much. And now I've got. I'm so glad. Echidna penises to look at and seahorse oh, yeah. dads. Like, I, yeah. I've got some homework so for today. much. <laughs> it's very, very kind of yeah. Oh, I don't know. My, the 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 males of the animal kingdom is uh, what yeah. we're what, what many, we're talking how, about. How many prongs does a male seahorse have? We didn't get that far. Or do oh, they not have any sort of prongage at all? They might not have any kind of prong at all. They might just you know we, we can look that up. <laughs> I'll can. text you some images in ten minutes, Cal. Great. <laughs> 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 Seahorse dongs, maybe. Yeah. That's my that's my new family motto. But, yeah, it's, I'm going to look up only fins, and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. And good night. Well, so great to have you both on the show. Good luck with the with the rest of the festival. Your shows, tell me when your shows are and where people can get tickets. Uh, you can go to the Comedy Festival website for tickets or you can go to our social media on Instagram. I believe there are ticket links in, in our bios. My show is called Supposedly It's on at half past six on a week night and on Sundays it's at 5.30. And my show, A Bit of Fun, is on at 6pm Tuesday to Saturday, 5pm, pretty much a matinee, bliss, on a Sunday. Um, it's not at the Western Hotel, very fancy. They chose the fanciest comedians in the business to go to the fanciest hotel. And uh, it's jam-packed full of fun. Can't wait to see you all there. Well, thank you, Cal. Thank you, Kirsty. Thanks, Johnny. See you next time. See you, mate. Seahorse, you later. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs>
That's it for another episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my delightful guests, Kirsty Wiebeck and Cal Wilson. Go and see their shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. The phenomenon of a litter of animals from one mother having more than one father is called superfecundation. And as well as cats, it's common in dogs and cows. And although it's extremely rare, it can happen in humans as well. In case you would like to use them as a family motto, where are my keys in Latin seems to be ubi curus claves and has the cat been fed or is she tricking me roughly translates to habit feles pastus est deshipit me. If you have been enjoying this season of the quiz, please tell all your friends to listen and give me five stars on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people. I pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly. But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.